What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Andrew. Hey! Goldberg! I bet if that talk was a cheese burger, you stop it! No, I agree. I would not be an acid physically. I have more of a podcast body. Clap! 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 It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. Once he gets good at hockey, that sweet boy god has everything. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. We are back. Another instant analysis. Episode 8, entitled Change on the Fly. A lot to uh, go over here. Uh, a few different arcs, some emotional moments, but uh, let's... Get into it right away. I'm going to skip Kentucky. I lost interest. Maybe next week. We're going to go just straight into it. Uh, Tommy, your opening thoughts on episode eight. Opening thoughts. You know, I was critical of episode seven, and uh, I really liked episode eight. I think it's one of my favorite of the uh, the series so far. Um, I really think, like, the main plot was, uh, was really good. But then so was the side plot. And I think uh, Logan's character, I liked him and... Uh, him working with Bombay and also kind of the, the Nick element. So I think this was just a really, really strong episode. Good one-liners, good comedy, um, really good flow. Um, and not just talking about Logan's hair, of course. <laughs> nice. nice. Kevin, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I, I agree with Tommy. I thought it was a really, really good episode. Um, I thought the hockey was really good and a lot of fun. Uh, and I thought it was edited or shot in a really cool way. I liked kind of how they you know, chopped it up with uh, like a bunch of different cuts, like where they, uh, I think during the interview was one of the main scenes and they kept like cutting to like all these, you know, a couple different of the don't bother scoring and stuff like that. I thought, I just thought the hockey was like really entertaining and a lot of fun in this one. Um, Logan, uh, Nick was really good too. And not so much like haha good. He was just good, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of like, you know, we don't see that a ton from him. Um, like, you know from like a it's like an emotional character um so i thought he was really good but uh yeah it flowed really well uh we got a lot of like kind of callbacks a bit to uh to the original ducks which was cool um just i mean in the overall story by itself was a callback um but there are a couple little little easter eggs so i just thought it was a really good episode yeah, a lot of lines that were very similar. Uh, yeah, that was good. I, I agree. I thought it was a good episode. When I first watched it, I was like, oh, this is like a really good episode. And then I started thinking about Alex and was like, mm, it might have been a bit of a stretch to just how far she took it. But uh, no, no real complaints there. I think I'm just overanalyzing. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, Logan, the whole Lucky Socks thing was fun. Uh, but yeah, I thought Logan's whole storyline was a really good one. But yeah, I think they might have stretched Alex a little bit. But within the the whole sort of thing, I was a fan. But let's let's start on that opening scene. I feel like this could be a polarizing uh, deal with Nick's goal. He, we open he they show Nick scoring his first goal of the season. Uh, how do we feel about that with sort of like the freeze and then the the everybody being active for a second and they like slide across to the next person. Uh, just your, your impressions when that sort of happened. I thought, it, I thought it was kind of like kicked off the 
um, I guess the style that they kind of follow through the entire episode. So I thought it was cool the way it, it was just a really interesting way to shoot it, um, shooting and editing it, I guess. It was cool that you kind of like, it kind of followed Nick through the entire like scene. Like you knew it was going to go to Nick eventually. Um, and I, I, I thought it was a cool way to kick off the episode. And, and I was excited when like Nick got his first goal. I thought that was pretty cool. I do carried that style throughout the episode. Great points, Kevin. <laughs> uh, to our listeners at home, Kevin just had some technical difficulties, so we've actually just been uh, bullshitting while he got that stuff fixed. Um, so if anyone was able to uh, detect that there was a, a cut there, congratulations. I'm gonna want. I'm gonna vote that we keep all this in. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, but I agree with Kevin. Uh, I really like the uh, the intro. Um, you know, you, I think first you see you harken back. Oh, is this another like blind hockey thing? But I think like the um, the conversation is you know they're thinking like very fast paced, so you can believe that yes, he's wide open and he just kind of like slaps it in. And and one thing I looked at a lot at this um, episode, and Kevin mentioned like was the hockey. Um, Dave Tomlinson mentioned that. You know, the character who plays Nick is actually like a good hockey player, even though he doesn't look like a traditional, a bit of a math face, as he alludes to. <laughs> and of course, the, the character who plays Logan is, is the best um, hockey player on the team, I believe, in, in real life. And trying to watch some of his, you can tell, like, he doesn't need a double. And I, I wonder, like, even when he's like falling into the um, the net, is that a double or is that just him? I think it's him. But anywho, yes, the, the beginning, I liked it, kicked it off well. And um, one thing that we kind of mentioned earlier was like, okay, there's not a, not many episodes left and they really do fly through. So I guess they, they win six straight games here in this. Um, and I'm okay with that, you know, even though like clearly there's things that happen between these six games, you got to figure they're playing what two games a week at the most. Yeah, I would think that. Yeah. So, um, I guess this kind of like drills through, through weeks of action, um, and nice to see uh, Nick get that opening goal. Yeah, yeah, it was like a bit jarring at the beginning, but then like once I got into it and sort of understood what was happening, I really liked it. Then Nick obviously does the, you know, don't ever do that to me again line, which Goldberg says to Charlie at Mm -hmm. the end of D3, which I thought was just a nice little slide in there, uh, not made a big deal out of it. Uh, But then, yeah, we sort of open up, and we have really, uh, like, a, I guess three arcs. I'm going to call it three. So we have, like, Alex's power getting to her head and, you know, the whole deal with Sophie and Evan sort of involved in that. You have Logan learning to be a hockey player and the whole deal with Nick and Logan and the jealousy there. And then you have the Lucky Socks, which I thought was just a little fun sort of uh, through line as we went through. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with the montage. Like, I'm fine with, you had to figure, you know, we weren't going to see every single game. So it does seem like they played the Hawks like three times. I don't know if that was just like a cut thing, like, because they play the Hawks again, and then we come back and Coob's making a bunch of saves on the Hawks. So I don't know how many times they play the Hawks, but uh, I, yeah, I don't know the scheduling of this league. We'll, we'll investigate that a little Imagine further. you're playing every team like at least twice. Yeah. And, you know, we... Obviously, we we're essentially here for the entire Don't Bother's run. That's one thing about the original, you know, Mighty Ducks thing. We don't see all their games. They're 0 and 5 when Bombay takes over. 
Um, and then somehow they're in the hunt for the playoffs because everyone gets in except for the bottom two teams. Um, but yeah, you got to figure they've already like been slapped around by the Ducks twice or something like that. Because I was I was kind of wondering, are they going to play the Ducks again in the regular season? Um, but who knows? Yeah. So anyway, we you know we get it. We got it does its job the whole montage. But let's go. Let's save Alex. First, yeah, I was going to say let's start with Nick and and uh, Logan. Okay, let's do it. Well, so, just because that that opening scene kicks it off. Right, right. Logan's feeling bad. He's in the locker room. Bombay. Well, comes wait, out wait, wait, wait. Even before that, whenever uh, uh, Nick thinks the chicks are checking him out. Oh yes. And then I, I thought that was a really good slash like funny slash sad scene from Nick. Um, I thought, and I thought that was just funny how he's just like, "Hey, ladies," you know. Uh, yeah. I th- yeah, and I thought all- that was a really good way to kind of introduce that organically, that like jealousy. Yeah, it was it was good because even in the locker room after Bombay's like, oh, you're those girls out there who want to know your situation. And he's mm-hmm. like, Yeah, they just like me for my like hair. My and hair I- and my eyes and my smile and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good line. And then uh yeah, I thought it was a really sort of uh touching arc with Logan, you know, learns how to he wants to be good, obviously. And he wants to be a contributing member, part of the team. I, I thought it was was good too because uh, I thought this was the first or one of the first um, like Bombay coaching, like unorthodox coaching technique things that worked like really well. Yes. Um, I thought it was because it also tied back in Logan with the pancakes earlier, and then it like ties through the storyline later. I thought that was really good, and this it made like you know at least like relative sense how he got him to like kind of stop thinking about it so much and, and kind of get working on that. So I thought that was really good. And it sort of explains this whole situation. I thought it was really well put together. Like it explains why he has all this gear, why he's cooking all that. And then, uh, yeah, but let's, let's go through it. So Bombay comes, he gives his little speech. Uh, you know, he starts working harder. How did we feel about Nick sort of like hanging on to this one goal over Logan? Um, you know, not in in love with it in the sense of like, I feel like Nick, you're better than that, but I think they explain it well. And I think it is kind of like Nick is, is definitely overlooked and he feels like, oh, at least I'm a better athlete than Logan. And maybe that's something that can like, you know, make me stand out to these girls or something like that. But obviously that doesn't really matter. And also like, he doesn't want to feel like he's the team's worst player, which I think everyone can you know, like you never want to be the worst one there. You're like, oh, thank God that guy's there. I'll, I'll guard him. It'll be great. <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, I thought you know at the end of the day, you know, I think it was good. Um, I guess Nick's character, I guess, becomes a little bit more three D, which I liked. A uh, sort of recurring theme on Game Changers here. Nobody wants to be the new worst player. So. Yeah, yeah. I I thought it was I thought it was good too, and I felt like the the kind of through line of him. Um, everybody being like yeah but you're so smart and he's like no i'm not i thought that was a really <laughs> yeah. good thing to so it is like the one thing that he does to have or has to hang on to um and, and i thought that was a really funny way to kind of like knock down that like stereotype where it's like oh yeah the, like the dorky nerd kid must be really book smart and it's like no yeah, I, yeah. I like this line i'm a solid b minus student i think is what it was yeah yeah Great. yeah i have a math face um so yeah so logan learns from bombay it seems relatively realistic to me like it seemed like the drills they were doing all sort of made sense bombay obviously uh you know 
one of the greatest sort of player developers of all time. So he's mm-hmm. working his magic, the pancakes, and then, you know, tapping it to the stick. We flip it like a pancake. Um, how do we just feel about Logan's goal there at the end and, you know, how it all sort of finished for him? I like how they tied like all the storylines together. We'll get more into uh, to Alex. Um, you know, you see it coming that he's going to like, you know, use that new technique to, to score a goal, especially as they're like, hey, everyone gets to, deserves to play. And But with Nick essentially getting the assist there and, you know, distracting Alex, who's so self-absorbed, um, really good. And, you know, uh, I think it, I liked it. You know, I uh, I don't know if, how realistic it would have been that he would have been able to just like kind of slap it in, but you know, it, it seemed to work well. And also it wasn't just like, Oh, wow. They won six in a row. You know, that seems unrealistic. I, I think it all kind of worked out and hearkening back to what Kevin said earlier about kind of like the hockey montage while Alex is ascending into true captain blood mode. Um, I, yeah, I liked, I liked the, um, the Logan, eventual goal but um and i thought it i thought it did a good job too because it it didn't rely on him like becoming this amazing skater and like you know like triple deking or anything like like you know they they kept it pretty limited for his like for his goal and i thought that was really good uh one question i did have so is that like a relatively i mean not common but like a common move like i, I mean yeah. i've seen that clip a million times i think it's like minnesota it's like michigan win the title. michigan the yeah. oh, of course you know that <laughs> um but uh i would was so was that like a nod to it or is that like just a little bit more common than that that was a hundred percent like a sort of a nod to so it's it's the move is called the michigan because this dude okay. mike leg did it uh it was actually a regional final i had to look this up so he he scored that goal which basically sent them to the final four uh, but yeah, I mean, since then, that was like 96 or something like that. So since then, a lot of other people have done it and, you know, gotcha. innovated. But I did appreciate like it was a legit hockey move. Like mm-hmm. it was all within the legal ramifications. Uh, yeah, I don't know if the peewee refs would have, you know, I feel like some peewee refs would have just sort of freaked out and maybe called high sticking or something. But uh, yeah, it was a legit move. So I, I did appreciate that that all like fit within the confines of actual hockey there. So Nick coming through, I think, was a good, you know, twist on it. And then the emotional moment there with uh, Nick and Logan sitting mm-hmm. down and Nick's like, oh, you're being a better friend than me. Like, I can't even have that. I, I think that scene is like maybe top three scenes for me so far in the series wow wow i thought it was was fantastic i thought and and uh, logan was particularly good yeah i was about to say that Kiefer sutherland who plays logan i thought that was his sort of shining moment of the season thus far so Kiefer sutherland yeah isn't that another older actor a a 21 guy it's Kiefer somebody Oh yeah, no, it's it's not Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> oh, Kiefer O'Reilly, my bad. Sorry, I'm not talking about the 24 guy. But yeah, great job by by Logan. We'll just call him Logan Larue, and his uh, his being a friend. We'll keep it all within the confines there. Um, 
anything else on Logan and Nick that we need to address here before we move on? I, the, all I'll say is that I like the idea of them like kind of like becoming this like super duo, you know, where it's like Nick is like the like the funny charmer guy, and then Logan's just like the good looking guy. I like like them paired together. Mm. I think it's a really good mix. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I thought that entire storyline was was great, and it was a great way to like dive deeper on Logan, and then also like Nick's insecurities. I just thought it was really good. Yeah, it sort of explained a lot there. So I appreciated it. Tommy, any other thoughts before we move on? Uh, real shout out to uh, to Kiefer O'Reilly. I do think kind of him and Nick's heart to heart. Where he, t- where Logan talks about like I don't like cooking, but I have to because of like my dad. I like that's like some real stuff there, and I really appreciated that. It's not all just like fun and games. And again, Nick not really appreciating that he has these two loving parents, um, which not a lot of people have. Um, so it's a nice little lesson there. Um, and so uh, like hat tip to to Kiefer O'Reilly. Um, and Kiefer Sutherland. I don't think he gets <laughs> enough love on this podcast. Uh, I've really enjoyed some of his movies and and in film as well and he, he, uh, definitely, he definitely doesn't get enough love on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's some of the feedback that we've gotten from our quackalites is we need more <laughs> keeper sutherland lost boys talk yeah and um you know i'm happy to say well we can start delivering that yeah the sad part i was so confident in it i was so confident that was the right name and it was not but yeah a lot of explain a lot of payoff i feel like we went like eight episodes building up logan's backstory and then nick's sort of loving parents have been a a constant sort of theme and a lot of payoff to get to here so i appreciated that I, uh, let- I, one one quick thing too i also like um kind of bombay becoming this like temporary like fill-in for his father like mm. and this kind of alludes to a podcast we just recorded that'll come out in a couple of weeks but i i kind of liked that too he he like has this like emotionally absent father and bombay kind of like temporarily fills that role and teaches him how to play hockey so I thought that was a re- just a really good, deep way to, like, you know, introduce us to, like, the real Logan. Yeah. we're gonna do, he, I feel like he's the most developed don't bother outside of, like, the big three of Evan, uh, Nick, and Sophie there. So, Although good. we did we did find out that uh, Koob has some stanky feet. And <laughs> yeah. uh, Sam used to have a girlfriend, but thanks to uh, the stanky feet, he no longer does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I that. I thought that was a particularly funny line with when Sam was like, oh, I don't have one anymore. That was good. Yeah, I, um, I, I was really not pleased with uh, with Lauren's character basically saying, hey, it's like, we're, we're taking off these socks. This has gone too far. It's like, you know, wait an hour. <laughs> or, or yeah, Maya. Um, like, wait, wait an hour until after the game before you like snap the superstition. Um, yeah. But Koob saved them by wearing the socks on his head and maybe getting some kind of like ringworm in there. <laughs> yeah, I loved Coop. I loved Coop sticking yeah. it in his helmet. Uh, that was a good payoff, and then sort of getting the whole team behind it. Yeah, I, I liked him taking the lead on it and kind of like becoming. It was the first time we'd ever like seen him like take charge almost on mm-hmm. anything. And he was funny about it. Uh, kind of a callback, maybe to Charlie Conway saying, you know, he he's wearing the same underwear uh, mm-hmm. for the playoffs, or, or saying, you know, the North Stars wore the same underwear i can't remember what the exact line is in d1 but uh, yeah let's move on unless you have you guys have anything on other anything else on the lucky socks let's move on to alex here alex obviously gets a few wins under her belt 
starts feeling good, starts uh, hearing that she's a problem now, which I thought was, uh, she was being smug about. I thought that was kind of funny. Stephanie saying she's a problem. Then obviously she starts doing things at work and it all sort of develops into her having the hashtag and the interview, but also basically turning into Sophie's parents with two days and superfoods. The development on that, how did you guys feel about Alex going from, you know, being sort of kind of smug and it amusing to her to, you know, full on, we got to win. So I think it would have bothered me if they didn't tie it into her performance at work because it goes against everything of her character to kind of like be all about winning and like, yes, winning is great. It's fun to win. And, you know, she's old enough to realize like, how that feels in theory and but also again you know it's supposed to be fun but by pairing it with this like work triumph and getting into stephanie's head in that rivalry i i liked it um i also think that the um the montage scene where she's doing the tv interview really nice job by the tv reporter by the way yeah um and kind of like splicing with everything so you can kind of see how she um gets a big head um I um, didn't like that she was like refusing to play Logan because it is like normally that's a rule in Pee Wee Leaks where like, you have to play like in basketball it's like you have to play at least two quarters or something like that um, and um, and so I, I don't know if I, I really buy that but at the same time I guess the parallels to Coach T and you know I can imagine him, him like riding some kids in the pine so you know yeah, maybe she would do that. But I thought it was overall good because they tied in work and Stephanie and, and all of that. And I think, I know we've talked about it before. I think Kevin kind of like said, there's a rivalry there or something. And I think Stephanie, we had identified she might be being a little bit nervous because like Bombay was involved or something. Yeah, we have theorized that Bombay at some point, uh, yeah, I think this is Kevin's theory that Bombay at some point is going to get involved with Alex's work or Alex is going to get fired or something. So I, I, I feel like that could come up there. But uh, for, I, I really liked, uh, I, I thought it was really good. And, and I think Tommy mentioned this at the top, uh, but I, it was a little like rushed, but I mean, it's, you know, it's a 30 minute TV show. You can only do so much there. Um, like she went like really over the top really quickly. Um, but I, I think it is a little realistic because it is kind of like the first time in her life that she is tasting like victory and success. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of like you're talking about like at work too. So like it kind of motivates her to kind of take that at, at, to work as well. So I, I did like that a lot. Um, I thought that was just a funny scene. And I like how she grabbed two muffins instead of one. That was great. I thought her going kind of full Captain Blood was was really good and a, and a nice nod to the original series. Um, and I, I, I just thought she did a really good job. I, I liked how she didn't play Logan at the end because I, I mean, I thought that was kind of like the, the like nail in the coffin there at the end, like for her kind of, um, you know, like let's just have fun attitude. Um, I just thought that was, I thought it was really good. I thought it was really good uh, um, kind of storyline and it kind of sets us up for a, a fun final two episodes. Yeah, a bit of a cliffhanger, we, which we can get into. But the, that's a good point about her work and sort of everything building from there. Like I said at the beginning, I did feel like it was a little stretched, like how far she went. But 
Uh, I, I can buy it. I can buy that she just went overboard. It would have seemed to me that she, you know, would have listened to maybe Bombay or even her own son when they had the she's, pizza. She was feeling herself, though, man. She was feeling herself. Yeah, yeah. She stood up to Coach T there, which uh, was a nice little uh, moment. And then... I, 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 I did really like uh, Sophie's parents, like, stoking the fire. I thought that was a really good uh, kind of, like, little subplot thing. Um, I thought them being, like, the instigators was really good. Yeah, that was a good way to sort of like work it in. And then they do have the thing where, you know, oh, like we're we're being crazy. And then she's like, oh, but it's working. Like we're going to go to States. Don't you want to go to States, Evan? You're the one. So yeah. uh, it was it was a nice little move to like flip it back on him. But yeah, I mean, I, I would appreciate it. She had some sort of, uh, you know, realization. If she struggled, I guess, a little bit more uh, before she just went full overboard. I did like how she was like the public face of like the hashtag and like putting fun first. And then it was spliced with her, you know, doing two days and plyometrics and superfoods. So a, a good sort of a nod there, but. Um, uh, real quick, we will not be doing any kind of broccoli nachos eating competition. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, same thing with drinking our, our backyard. Um, but yeah. if anyone else would like to, we support that. Yeah, that was a good line uh, from Nick there as we went through. But uh, uh, anything else on Alex we need to touch on? I, I just wanted to touch on a, a few things during the interview scene and the montage. Uh, just a couple of notes that I had. Uh, I wrote that Lauren was going ham. I loved that. Her just like, you know, wrecking people. Uh, I thought that was really good. Oh, yeah, that was funny. Um, Maya's goal was really slick. The bounce off the boards. Um, that was great. Um, I really liked the scene where uh, where they were at the, the pizzeria and uh, Coach T is like, we're the Ducks. We have a special named after us. And, and she's like, breadsticks? And he's like, have you had the breadsticks? So I thought yeah. that was a really good... And he's like, best breadsticks in the world. Um, I thought that was really funny. Um, but yeah, I, I, I liked, you know, Alex or, or, or Nick getting Logan his moment. Um, I thought that mm -hmm. was great um but yeah i i as again i just want to i really loved the montage the montage scene i thought it, the hockey was a lot of fun yeah the hockey was fun again pretty realistic there uh good point about the special like that is a terrible special just getting the breads <laughs> but maybe that the breadsticks are the key there uh but yeah that was funny from coach t uh tommy anything else here yeah just two quick ones um I think uh, we, we mentioned at the end of episode seven, like there's no real cliffhanger or anything. They've kind of been like setting up each episode. So we didn't quite know where things were going to go. We're like, okay, they got six games left. Are they going to do this or whatever? Or nine games. And then um, now we know with Evan kind of like, I'm about to fire my mom. So it'll be really interesting to see um, what happens these final two episodes. Um, and so I'd like to hear some, uh, some predictions going forward uh, and the other one is um so we did an episode um maybe about two and a half three months ago where if you had one f word to insert into the mighty ducks trilogy where would you put it um and of course that f word is fuck um and so <laughs> i i think um one of the um the leaders could be uh when uh, we've got the podcast um and terry is, is sitting in uh for um for nick here and um, gosh, I'm, I'm I'm sorry, I forget the podcast um, girl's name. Uh, Mike, do you know it offhand? 
Uh, I do not. I was going to say something, but I don't want to be wrong again after the whole. Yeah. So the, the female Keeper Sutherland character, um, <laughs> where she's like, okay, one of these teams is going home. The other one's not going anywhere. Or like one of these moves on, the other one doesn't go anywhere. And Terry's like, well, what, they'll go somewhere. You know, I, I think it would have been great if she would have just looked at him like, Terry, shut the fuck up. I'm like, <laughs> that would have been great. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed for maybe we get something like that in one of the final two episodes. Um, but yeah, I, I pretty much agree with everyone else's uh, highs in this episode. One, one last thing. There was another uh, Bombay Easter egg like quote callback. Um, I didn't write it down, but I do remember catching it when I was watching it. I, and I can't remember if it was during the Logan training scene. I was wondering. Maybe, maybe during the game. I can't remember. I'll have to go back and see, but. I, I was wondering I, I did if like there it. was there would be like a can setup kind of thing or a joke mm. about setting up cans for. Oh, Logan. that's what it was yeah. when he when he falls down and he's like, "That's one way to do it." And so that was like, I'm pretty sure he says that whenever Luis does that, right? Or somebody does. Not sure. Well, yeah, well, Jan is teaching Luis at that point, but it does. I'd have to go back. I I, I do remember being like, "Oh, there's so many lines." Uh, so many lines that they sort of mentioned. I did like how they had to beat the Huskies again to make the playoffs. Same team that the Ducks had to beat originally to make the playoffs. And uh, when Fulton does his thing, uh, the girl's name is Mary Jo, the uh, the podcaster. So with that, let's. Okay, I do have a question here. So uh, the checks. We are not getting anything in the checks. Am I, I'm sort of like, is it going to be funny if they just never address it? I'm, I'm sort of feeling that's like sort of the joke is that like, it's just never going to be addressed. They're never going to talk. They're never going to do anything. They're just going to be in shots. I, I kind of almost wonder if like they did have a bigger role and it just fell flat. Mm. So they're just kind of like, they're already in so many of these scenes that they're like, oh, okay, well, we can't like cut them out. Um, so I, I, I'm curious about that, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I have them as my low point again because <laughs> we get nothing, absolutely nothing. I think that would be a good, like if this were to continue and if it's just like an ongoing joke for like five seasons that they're just, they don't say anything. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then like the last episode, their English is perfect. And they're just like, oh, hey, what's up guys? You know, it's like, what? You guys speak English? It's like, yeah, why don't you ever just talk to us? But I wonder what's going to happen. I think, you know, the uh, the the inner quackalot in me is... Uh, you know, they're going to be some kind of like coach team moles or something like that. Mm. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Surely they're, they're got to have something going on in these final two episodes, but I think that would be kind of funny if there was nothing, but Kevin, that might be a good prediction where they just kind of had to cut it for time or it just didn't really work out. Yeah. I'm interested. I'm like, I'm becoming more and more interested <laughs> as the episodes go by and yeah, I'm, st- I might, We'll see what happens. I might turn the corner and start to think it's funny if they just never talk. But uh, yeah, nothing from them. The ending, we, we sort of touched on. I've been, you know, saying, yeah, yo, I got to fire my mom now. I guess the idea is he's like, let's let Bombay coach the team. But it seems like the whole team's in agreement. I feel like the, what do we make of, I guess, Ev, or not Evan, Alex's, kind of tirade after they won and you know how did that sort of fit into everything else we saw this episode 
I thought it was good. I thought it was good that it was like reserved and how she kept like tying it to Coach T mm-hmm. um, while doing literally the same thing. Um, I thought it was a really good scene. Um, I will say, I don't think I'm, I'm skeptical that we're going to get a Bombay just completely takes over. I think Alex is going to have like a come to Jesus moment where, you know, she kind of has a reckoning and apologizes to the team. And then like maybe for that last game is the coach. Um, wait, they have one more or two more left games. Uh, oh, more. games. They're, they're, I think they're, they're well, done. That one was to make states. Yeah. Oh, so, makes, okay. So, so, so I think maybe like Bombay will like run the practice and then she'll ultimately coach the game. Mm. Yeah. Um, or maybe like mid game, she takes over or something. I just, I, I feel like they can't just end it with Bombay coaching, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I does certainly seem like she's going to come back. I thought she was sort of having that moment when she did the tirade. Like, she, she like, knocked the sticks over and kind of cringed and then just, like, walked out. I was like, oh, here we go. She's going to, like, realize how far she's gone. But uh, not at this point, I guess. So we'll see in episode nine. Yeah, Tommy, you're, anything on the ending here from you? Yeah, I, I like the ending. You know, I already mentioned that I, I like the, um, you know, Evan kind of saying I got to fire my mom. Uh, I'm wondering, like, when uh, Alex, like, knocked over everything, this is, like, what Coach T would do, et cetera, um, if she kind of saw that, like, oh, shit, that was not the right thing to do. But I think Kevin mentioned, yeah, maybe there does need to be, like, a come-to-Jesus moment with uh, with Alex there. And I, I wonder, like, is it going to be something where Bombay gets his old duck call out and, you know, he's coaching midway through, like, the first game in the state tournament, and then she comes back, you know, a la Bombay and D2 and Miss McKay? Yeah, I could see that happening. All right. Anything else before we go on to awards? Uh, oh, one quick thing. I thought the Dairy Queen line was really funny in that scene when yes. Nick said, we're going to Dairy Queen. And he's like, but the mood has changed considerably. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was good. All right, let's go to our awards. Uh, let's start with low points since uh, Kevin already sort of had his low point. Kevin you pick the checks. Anything else we need to address with the checks in, in your low point? No, I mean, we get nothing. So Okay. Tommy, your low point. I got to agree with with uh, with Kevin. Like, what's going on with these checks? And they're, like, the camera looks at them once, and they're just, like, shrugging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I would agree with the checks, but I thought Alex, like, right at the end, that, like, tirade... I couldn't decide if it was good or not. You know, I think like, I don't know. It just made me like actually hate her more where before I was like, oh, she's just kind of lost. So, uh, but yeah, I guess in general, just her, um, her stretch into, you know, being this super obsessed person. But again, as I mentioned before, I'm willing to look past it because as Kevin mentioned, it's a half hour episode. You can only cover so much ground. So yeah, low point checks. High point. Your high point of the episode, Tommy. Um, I think it was um, the the hockey, the montage with Alex's interview. Like, I just really liked that. I think there were a lot of high points in here, um, and I'll kind of save one of those for my MVP um, explanation. But to me, seeing that hockey and then seeing like Lauren just like destroy that one girl like with one of her checks was uh, was pretty great. That was a good one, Kevin. I think I'm going to go with Logan's score at the end. Um, I thought that was a really 
cool that entire scene was just a really cool like punctuation mark on everything so yeah i'll go with logan scoring at the end all right. I liked Logan's arc. I would go specifically the scene with him and Nick. I thought that was like where it all, everything that they had been building for both those characters sort of came together. Yeah, I, I can, I was like going between those two. And I mean, that I said that was my favorite scene. So I, I'll go ahead and agree with you on that one. Okay. I was like, I was, I couldn't decide whether I wanted to go with the score or the, or the kind of the dialogue between those two. Yeah. That is fair because that was a good scene where, you know, Nick pulled out the cell phone and then got on the ice and all that. Uh, quote of the episode, for me, uh, Kevin alluded to it. Uh, it was from Nick right there at the end. I was going to ask if anybody wanted to go to Dairy Queen, but the mood has changed. Uh, so that was mine. Kevin, your quote of the episode. I think that's probably mine too. Although I, maybe with honorable mention going to Nick uh, also when he's talking about how he's not a good student and he has a math face uh, yeah. or a face for math. Uh, I thought that was good too, but I'll, I'll go with Derek Green. All right, Tommy. Uh, quote I, of the episode. It's uh, I, I have a face for math. That was like one quote I, I wrote down and that was really good. Um, I also you know, keep wondering like, is, is Winnie going to give Nick like a little peck in the cheek? Is that going to be the kiss? So I think the, the one kiss that we're going to get, and there's also like, that's still a, a good little mini, uh, you know, uh, I guess wager that we can have where it's, you know, Nick and Winnie or something like that, or is it going to be Evan and uh, Sophie, or is it going to be Bombay and Alex? So, or who knows, maybe it's going to be like Coach T and like one of the moms. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. If I was making odds, I would have increased, uh, Nick's odds this time, like I guess, made him lower because uh, I feel it feels like it's building up to him getting a kiss from somebody. As Kevin mentioned, there, him and Logan now are sort of a, a duo, so maybe he gets some help. Logan, from Logan as there. his wingman, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think Nick is trending towards getting the kiss, but that is a, a interesting thing. I would be interested to see where the Quackalites are hitting here. Yeah, so let's go to the MVPs. Tommy, your MVP of the episode. Uh, I'm going to give it to Logan, uh, like for the entire arc and specifically his uh, his scene with um, with Nick, where he's kind of like explaining the situation was really good. And so that was another high point for me. Wanted to save that for my MVP discussion. But to me, it's, it's Logan. But I do think a lot of other people were great. I thought Alex was really good. Um, I thought um, Nick was really good. I also thought um, Bombay was good in kind of like a muted role a little bit because he's kind of like there um, not not as many lines, just kind of like reacting to things, like reacting to Alex, reacting to Logan. But uh, I'm gonna give Logan the MVP. Yeah, that's a good point on Bombay though, because he he plays the assistant coach role pretty well. I feel like I feel like he doesn't you know step in and take everything over. He's just like, all right, like if you don't want to play Logan, it's your team, whatever. And uh, yeah, sort of does the one on one with Logan. Yeah, decent performance from Bombay. Uh, I would agree, though. My MVP is Logan. Kevin, your thoughts? Yeah, yeah it's Logan, slam dunk. Uh, he was just fantastic. Um, I'm glad we we kind of learned more about his character. Um, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, and I hope we get to see more of, like, Logan and Nick together because I, I think that's a really good dynamic. But Logan, uh, easily my MVP for this one. There we go. So Logan adds an MVP award. We have two for Nick, two for Evan. One for Sophie, one for Coob, one for Logan, and one for the Old Ducks. So a tight MVP race here. 
uh, for the individual episodes. I feel like we'll have a different award for the overall season here. Uh, all right. That is it for us. We'll be back next week. We got a really interesting episode next week. I'm excited about it. Tommy takes the reins. It will be an exciting time for all the Quackalites. Tommy's taking over. He's taking over the show. He got the guests. He did a lot of hard work, and I appreciate that. So I'm excited for everyone to hear it uh, for us at QuackTechPod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash QuackTechPod. Go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Tell us your MVP of the episode. Thank you to all of our producers, wonderful producers. I love it. Got a them. new one, new one today. Oh, is that Dave? Yes. All right, there we go. I'll include him in this list here. So our executive producers: Elsie Barnett, Brian Burke, Alex Ybarra, Josh Licht, Bobby Lemare, Rob Rabbi Lex Rothenberg, Aaron Davis. Oh man, I'm struggling. Aaron Davis, Ed Semia, Alex Flahos. And Joyce Ng, our regular producers, Deborah Chen, Jeremiah Bershey, Adam Ferry, Jared Beasley, Lisa Wolbig, Anthony Geoffrey, Jeff Fantas, Matt Holtwick, Stevie Yanks, J.D. Youngblood, Chris Garland, Sarah Mihalopoulos, and Dave Deng. Thank you to all you guys. You keep the show alive. If you want to join them, there's a link in the show notes. And for us, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Hey, Bye. Ain't no turning back. Got to be